see an eye dog down here so I can. Turn with me over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. Thank you, Byron. We're going to preach what we preach. We read this scripture at just about every cemetery, over 300 funerals we've done in the last 30-something years. And we've read this scripture or, or uh, 23rd Psalm 1. And about 90% of the time we'd read this right here as we uh, said our last goodbyes to people. And uh, God got a hold of me today and said he wanted to got a hold of me this morning. Like I said, I got up this morning. I didn't even feel like coming. I, I, I just, I'd been up and down all night long with Rhonda sick of her stomach, and, and Brad was up sick of his stomach. And then Emma woke up this morning uh, with a sick stomach. And so uh, you just continue to remember them. But I, I'd even text Ryan, and I told Don, and Emma, I, I, I considered maybe letting Ryan take over this morning and me staying home and taking care of them. And, and when this service is over, I'm going to skittle on out of here pretty quick and let some of these other men shake hands so I can get home and take care of my wife and the rest of the family. And uh, the old devil's fought us hard. He didn't want this message preached this morning. Amen? He just didn't want this preached this morning. But I'm going to preach on what's going to happen when the Lord comes back. Amen? A question we all need to know. Amen. We need to know the answer to. And I'm going to tell you something. Anytime I've ever gone to preach in Revelations, the church would fill up. If I ever preached a series on Revelations, one, from one Sunday to the next, there would be about 10 or 15 more people here. Then from that Sunday to the next, I was going to preach on Revelations. I, I preached on Revelations four weeks in a row, and we filled that fellowship hall up one time. And... Uh, God just got to deal with me this morning. And First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 13. What's going to happen when the Lord comes back? That's the answer we all need to know this morning, okay? Amen. A lot, you know, a lot of preachers won't preach on this. They're scared to. I don't understand that, Brother Abram. I don't understand why they're scared to preach on the Word of God. Amen. This is going to happen. This is going to take place. And listen, you may not believe just like this preacher believes, but I'm going to preach it just like the Word of God says, and I feel like the Word of God says. Amen? They's pre, they's post, amen, they's mid, amen, millennial, and I believe in pre. I believe the Lord's coming back to get His church. He's coming back to get me because I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. If you will, let's stand for the reading. Pay respect to God's Word. I don't have too much Scripture to read. 1 Thessalonians 4.13, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that they sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And I love this last verse. Wherefore, 
And that's why I love to read this at the graveside, Brother Rayburn. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for everything that's been said and done today, every testimony rendered, Lord. Every song saying, Lord, just have your way. As we come this time of the service, take me, use me, Lord, for your honor and glory. Fill me full of the Holy Ghost and just move in a mighty, mighty way, Lord. Save that lost soul. Reclaim that in a strong, cold, and indifferent. We'll give you the honor and praise for it all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Amen. We're going to be swift because I know we're running behind. But amen. God just got a little bit here he's wanting me to share with you. Amen. I grew up thinking, why don't preachers preach on this? I, I asked a lot about this after I got right and rededicated my life. I, I wondered about this. And uh, I, I want you down there in verse 16, it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Now, how many of you knows that the Lord is going to step out one day in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, and just pray that I can step up here with my notes and preach just the way God wants me to? Because I'm going to tell you something, it gets kind of hard. How many of you knows the Lord is going to step out and he's going to shout in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, quicker than your eyes can blink, the Lord's going to shout. I believe he's going to step out and say, Come. I do. I believe. I believe. I don't know. It might not be what he says. Amen. But I believe he's going to say, come. And at that moment, we're out of here. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm looking forward to that. It says, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel. Amen. I, listen, I thought about this, though. You remember the story about Lazarus and he had died and he lay dead for four days? The, they come to, they found Jesus, said, Lord, after a day or two, said, or, or said, listen, Lazarus died. Jesus said, Lord's going to have his will. Amen. But after he laid there four days dead, here comes Jesus. And when Jesus came, I've heard preachers preach it all my life. Amen. He said, Lazarus, I believe it was you who said that the other day, wasn't it? He said, Lazarus, come forth. If he hadn't have said Lazarus, you know what would have happened? I believe the whole church would have came forth. I believe that. But he called Lazarus by name. Well, the Lord is going to shout one day. Amen. He's going to shout, come. And I believe the church in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. It says with the voice of an archangel. Amen. The leader of the heavenly host is going to line the army up when Jesus steps out. Amen. When that moment, listen, no man knows the day. No man knows the time. No man knows the hour except for God himself, not even Jesus. Jesus is waiting for the Father to say, Son, go get your bride. And how many of you know if you washed in the blood, you're his bride? Hallelujah. Amen. I'm longing for that day, amen, when that trump sounds, amen, and God says, Come. And then they start lining up in heaven. And then what does it say? And with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. I want you to think about the appearance of the Lord himself. Acts 1.11, you remember where it said, Why stand ye here gazing? And listen, I'm going to preach all this. I'm going to give it all to you. Why stand ye here gazing? The same Jesus you see going away is coming again one day. Amen. John 14.3, he said, If I go, he said, I'll, I'll send a comfort that will abide with you forever. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again. And receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Amen. I thought about this. What's Jesus going to stand on when he comes back? 
Did, did you know Jesus hung between heaven and earth one time? He come the first time as a lamb, fit for slaughter. And he hung between heaven and earth on that cross until he just sung that song, He's Alive. Whew. Boy, just get you excited. But he hung between heaven and earth. He came as a lamb. But church, listen to me. He came as your Savior then. And he's your Savior right now. But he's coming back as a roaring lion to get his bride. Amen. And uh, who says that he can't hang between heaven and earth? He's God. Amen. He hung earth where it's at right now. He hung the moon and the stars. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let me get on. What will happen, amen, to those on earth when he comes? It says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Amen. What's that mean, preacher? That means the grave's going to burst open, okay? Listen to me. Stick with me. Amen. The grave's going to burst open. Not the lost. You listen to me now. The lost will not get out of that grave. You say, what do you mean? They're lost. This is only the church. This is only those that's washed in the blood. When he shouts, come, or when he shouts, let's just say when he shouts, the graves will burst open. And the grave will give up those bodies. You say, well, what about they? Well, they ain't nobody. It don't make no difference. Amen. He's going to shout, and every individual that's washed in the blood, amen, is going to meet him in the air. Amen. The dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain. It says, blessed and holy are these that hath part in the first resurrection. Amen? The lost going to stay in the grave for a thousand years, for the thousand-year reign. There's going to be seven-year tribulation. Then it's going to be a thousand-year reign. Then he's going to lose Satan for this short season. Then he's casting Satan in the lake of fire, and we're going to live here with heaven on earth in peace. Amen? I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. I've attended funerals before, and you know, it just be so peaceful. And just like when we had Sister Donna's funeral here, I just remember how peaceful it was and, and how easy it was to preach her funeral. And you know, I can say uh, goodbye, or not goodbye, but I'll, I'll see you later, or whatever. But, but you know what? When you don't know if somebody's saved or not, you, you can't say, amen. You know, you wonder if it's goodbye or if I'll see you later. Amen. I had to stand. I, I think I've told you this before, but I had to stand and preach uh, three suicides out of four funerals in a week and a half for two weeks. Uh, there at one time I had four deaths. And I didn't know uh, none of the three suicides. And I recalled about three suicides in two weeks now. And I uh, had to preach them. And, of course, I, 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 I preached Jesus. Amen. I didn't preach them into heaven. I didn't preach them into hell. They done lived their life. Amen. So what you're living right now is what's going to matter, amen, one day. I had somebody say to me one day, Preacher, will you preach that pretty over me when I die? Amen. Will you tell them how good a person I was when I die? Amen. This, I'm going to tell you something. If you're that good a person, you better believe I will. Amen. You're living, you're preaching your funeral right now. The life and the way you're walking right now is preaching your funeral. And one day, make it easy. Listen, all you got to do is live for Jesus, and you make it easy for us preachers to stand over you and say, Yes, sir, that's a soul winner. Yes, sir, that's somebody that loved Jesus. Yes, sir, that's somebody that was dedicated to the house of God. It was dedicated to God. That was somebody that loved their family, loved their children, loved their pastor, loved their church. Amen. Make it easy for us preachers. Amen. I got to find my water. Amen. But uh, 
It'd be a thousand year reign. Amen. And then he's going to lose Satan. Amen. Then we're going to all have an awesome time. But I, I, what I want to get into is the living Christians will be called up. Okay, right here it says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up. You know, like an eagle catching. I don't know. I, I seen a hawk the other day catch a snake and was talking. All, I thought, I wonder how in the world. I, he wasn't going to let go of that snake either. But that's what it means. You'll be called up. And, and resurrection, amen, or uh, rapture's not in the Bible. I know that. I have people say that to me all the time. Preacher, rapture's not in there. How do you know God's going to rapture you if it's not in the Bible? It says we're caught up. What's caught up mean? Amen. Thank you, Brother Danny. Amen. I mean, we use all kind of words uh, for the Bible in today's terminology anyway, don't we? So, yes, we will be raptured. Amen. And we're going to be called up. I want you to think about this. What's going to happen here on earth? Have you thought about that? Now, i got to get away from that pulpit for a little bit. Have you thought about how many thousands of planes is in there at the same time right now? I'm talking about, hey, come. Whoa. It's like just a shout. Bam. Blink of a twinkle of an eye. And it's all gone. Our clothes be laid on the ground. It's over. The jet planes will start falling out of the skies. Those pilots that are saved, unless the Lord just allows all the lost to be driving that day, amen? I don't think that's going to happen. You think it was bad when those three jets flew into, amen, New York and Washington? When these jets start falling out of the sky and hitting these cities? How do you think the world's going to react? Somewhere in the world, the teachers will be at school. They'll have their kids out on the playground. They'll be sitting in there at their desk. And then they'll finish up grading them papers. They'll get up and they'll go outside. And all they'll see is a bunch of clothes laying on the ground. Amen. There'll be one or two, might be one or two kids according to the age. Of course, they've reached the age of accountability. But they might be one or two saying, they just left. They're gone. Teacher, where are they at? They're going to go crazy. It's going to drive them crazy. They're going to go straight to the principal. What's going on? There's going to be mom and daddy somewhere in the world that's going to go in the bedroom to get your kids up the next morning to go to school. They're going to be gone. All it's going to be there's their PJs. Amen? There's going to be husbands wake up, and you're going to reach over, and your wife ain't going to be there. You're going to holler for her. You're going to get up. You're going to go looking. Her and the kids are going to be gone. Listen to me, church. This is real. This is going to happen one day. And it's getting closer than we think. God don't want me to preach on something unless it's very important. Amen. Wives, you're going to reach over. Your husband's going to be gone. You're going to go in the bedroom. Your children's going to be gone. But listen to me. They're going to go to explaining why we're gone. And listen, I'll be gone. My wife's going to be gone. My kid's going to be gone. Amen. That's what I've been prepared for all my life. That's what, when I got saved, Gerald, I started planning to go to heaven. When I got married, I made sure my wife was ready. When my boys got old enough to be saved, I made sure, even when they was born, I started praying for them to be saved. When my grandbabies were born, I started praying for them to be saved. Cutler gets prayed for every day. When he reaches age of accountability, he'll get saved. I know he will. God done spoke my heart and said, every one of them be saved. You don't ever have to worry. Amen. 
So I know it's going to be a reunion. Amen? But church, we better get ready. If we don't know, we better get ready today. We better get our hearts and lives ready to leave here because if the Word of God says John 3, 16 is real, this is real. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Amen. Another great event will also occur. Flip with me over to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. I love this scripture too. Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. What's that mean, preacher? That means we won't have to anoint each other anymore. <laughs> it means we'll have to lay down and sleep no more. It means I won't get up on Sunday morning hurting my back and, and everybody else in the house sick. I won't have to worry about that anymore. Why? Because God's going to give me a glorified body. Hallelujah. How awesome will it be to be able to run with the kids? Amen. To have all the energy your grandbaby has. Cutler ran to me and jumped up in my arms a while ago, and I thought, man, I wish I felt that good. Amen, but we will one day because we're going to have a glorified body and it's going to be just like Jesus. Amen, church. It's real. It is real. Amen. I thought about this. He said he's going to give us a glorified body. Let me flip back over there. First Thessalonians. I want to ask y'all something. Amen. I want to end this message today with a question to you. I want to ask you, what's going to happen to you when the Lord comes back? If he came back right now, what would happen to you? I think I asked this question a couple of weeks ago. But maybe you're here and you're saved. And you say, well, I know I'm saved. I know my name's written just like the song says. But are you ready to stand before Jesus? See, the Word of God says the book will be open. There's more than one book. There's more than two books. If I recollect right, there's at least three, if not four. And the book will be open, the book of works. It says we'll be judged for every what? Every idle word. Don't get me wrong. When Jesus saved our soul, he forgive us our sins. And he don't remember that anymore. But I want to tell you something. He, ever since then, he's been keeping a record. Because he said, go thy way and sin no more. <laughs> Amen. And one day we're going to stand before the Lord. Amen. I want to stand before him, ready to stand before him because he's my friend. I want to hear him say one day, Brother Jeff, you was truly my friend. I don't want to just know he was my friend. I want to know I was his friend. I want my boys to know that their daddy was his friend. I want my grandbabies to know that their grandpa loved Jesus so much that he was his best friend. I want to stand before him ready, sold out completely. No, I'm not perfect in no way. You're not perfect in no way. Nobody is. You know what Jesus is coming back to get? He's coming to get back to get the perfect church. You know what's perfect about me? Jesus. You know the only thing that's perfect in me? Jesus. You know why I'm going to heaven? Jesus. Because he washed me in his blood. Are you ready? 
That's the question I want to ask you. Or if he comes today, if he comes in the morning, are you ready to stand before him on judgment day when he gives you your glorified body? Are you ready? Y'all come on, get ready, son, sing. I want to know, not because I, and listen, it'd be awesome for my kids to, uh, to be able to stand one day. I preached my mom's funeral. I preached uh, different funerals in my family, my grandmother's. And I got to stand and preach a funeral where the Holy Ghost of God just flowed in that place. Her funeral, it was just unreal. We sung out heavenly home, and the Holy Ghost of God did you. It was just awesome. Anybody, any of you there? Anybody there? I know my. It was, it was just awesome. Unbelievable how the Lord showed up and showed out. And I know the life my mom lived because I heard her call my name a hundred times out of that altar and say, Lord, all them times she embarrassed me, I thank her for. I love her for. All them times she called my name, me on the back row, and I'd been drunk the night before, laying out all night long, amen, drunk and, and smoking dope and, and, and doing crazy things. And my mama would get in the altar and say, Lord, touch my son Jeff, just like everybody in church didn't know I was her son Jeff. Amen. But I want to tell you something. When she's standing before Jesus, she's going to have five crowns to cast at his feet. I want to have five crowns, Don, to cast at the feet of Jesus, not to say, look at Jeff. If you want to do it to say, look at me, it ain't no good. Do you know you earn your power, you earn your strength, you earn your stripes when it's just you and Jesus alone. Spending a long time with the Lord, going down the road, in your closet, in your bedroom, whatever it may be, when it's just you and Jesus spending time alone. That's where we get our power. Are you ready to stand before the Lord? Or are you going to be one of those that one day your husband's going to be gone, your wife's going to be gone, your children's going to be gone? Listen, they will explain it away. Let me say this, then I'm going to let them sing. If you don't think they will, Today, they can take a lie and turn it into the truth and make the world believe it. They can take the truth, turn it into a lie, and the world will believe it. That's happening right now. I sit and look at the TV and I say, I don't understand. How can people not realize what's going on? I don't understand it at all. But I'll tell you, it makes me see more clear the Word of God and how one day the beast will deceive everybody on this earth and make them believe that was just something scientific that happened when all them people left here. And they will believe it. God knows your heart. God knows your life. God knows everything about you. Don't leave here today not ready to stand before Jesus. Please don't leave this building without being ready to go. Everybody stand.